It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. Now, here's your host, Katrina Jones. Every time I hear that 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 uh that introduction, I'm just dancing and I'm like, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> yeah, so so um how how's everybody doing today? Doing great, doing great. It's Valentine's Day. Happy yes, Valentine's it is. Day. Oh, mm-hmm. Say that again, Hasina. I said all those lovers are together enjoying their yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Like the three of us. Like the three of us. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See and, and and we have love and and, and passion we have love and passion for what we do and 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 sharing you know for sharing our our information uh to folks so yeah absolutely wanda is not with us today uh she's yeah. not not yeah not feeling well so we we we're going to miss her today we're going to miss her we today miss you, wanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we do have, I am very, very honored to have on our show today, Anita Mitchell, and I'm really excited to have Anita here. She is a, a journalist, and she is the creator of the blog, Broward People. She uses her passion and gift of writing to help citizens of Broward County um, and 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 further uh tell their stories um she's a journalist for a major local news station she's worked as a newspaper journalist as an and as as an english teacher which i thought was really interesting but made a lot of sense her experience her warmth and her sense of kindness engages the community uh of Broward County and turns she knows how to turn everyday people uh into community heroes and and mentors um if you if you want to know what's going on and who are the you know who are the everyday citizens of Broward County Broward People blog provides a, a sense of of that of what's happening in our local community and just who are the people that that make up the people of of our of our county so we want to welcome you on our show today, Anita. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. How are you? How are you today, so, Anita? I am doing great, ladies. I am doing great. Sounds great. Okay, well, I'm so excited. Well, we are so excited to have you here and um we we went to a workshop that you that you uh, facilitated a, a writing workshop, and uh, we were really engaged, and um, we learned a lot about the the process. You made the process of of writing really easy with a lot of the exercises that you provided, and. Um, uh, from that, I, I reached out to you, and um, 
ask you to, you know, if you would help, if you would help um, help me to write the story for Satari Life Skills, our, our business institute, and and you did that, and I'm so happy to have you here to share, you know, with our radio community um, who you are, what your, you know, what it is that you do, and I want to start off by asking. What is your background, you know, your education, your work experiences that have prepared you to do what it is that you do? Katrina, um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I went to Michigan State. and was a high school English teacher for many years in Detroit and in Broward County Schools. And um, I taught school for about 12 years, and then I went to graduate school at FIU, and I went in journalism to graduate school. And while I was there, when I was ready to leave, I took an internship at Channel 7. And I've been there ever since, and I still work there part-time. Wow. So I've worked in that... ad agencies. I've worked in for magazines. I, I virtually would do anything to get my writing in print so that I would have clips and use them at, you know, at some point for my portfolio to get other jobs. Sounds great, Anita. This is Hasina. And my question for you is how and how did you and when did you get involved in writing for media and in writing in general? What was the tipping point for you? You know, I was always a writer. That was my best class in school. I loved words. I, I loved spelling bees. I think I won the I won the fourth grade spelling bee, and I just thought I was the best speller. And I'm still real meticulous about that. But more than the writing, I was I like being the nexus of information. In our school, I knew who was with who, who did what, why they did it what people thought about things that were going on in our school, what they thought about our community, and what they thought about each other. It's a real good thing there was no Internet or texting back then because I would have never, I'd still be in in seventh grade. But um, I, I loved it. I loved the whole narcotic of news. And my parents were like that too. Uh, I used to take the school bus in Detroit to high school, and we would pass by WXYZ, television every day, twice a day. And I thought to myself when I'd see that place, if I could work there, it would be like not working because all you do is tell stories and write about them, and that's what I knew how to do. So it was a natural path, and I knew how I had to follow that path. And that's how I eventually got to be writing in TV. But I was also a high school English teacher for many years while my son was growing up because that afforded me the luxury of being home when he was home. Oh, wow. I enjoyed that. I was at Boyd Anderson High School in um, Lauderdale Lakes, and I was at Plantation High School in Plantation and Coconut Creek High School in Coconut Creek. Taught wow. high school English in all of those places and other, you know, other places in Detroit before I moved here. Wow. That is, that you know, that that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And, you know, you know you're saying that you were um, a teacher. You were a teacher, an English teacher. And so, you know, listening to the different things that, that you've done in your life and how you've evolved, it's easy to see your love for words. You know, yeah. when I think of an English teacher, they they love the the written word, and yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. And, pretty and cool. I love the people. I love the stories about people. You know, famous people mm-hmm. and everyday people are the same. They all have stories. Everybody's got within them a story. They all have a a, a love story and a tragedy and a comedy and a drama, and they all have hopes and dreams. No matter what their station is in life, they all have that. Yeah. Well, as a journalist, oh, go ahead, Hashina. No, I was just going to ask you if you wanted me to ask the next question, but go ahead. (laughs) Well, Anita, as a journalist, what type of stories do you do you cover? Well, all stories are people stories. 
without without people, there really are no stories. Even you know a nine car pile up on I ninety five, it's still got people involved. Um, I were I've worked for Channel Seven since when was it nineteen ninety nine? I mean, I've worked there a long nineteen eighty nine. I've worked there a long time. And you've all seen Channel 7. We cover world news, national news, and local news. I work in Broward, and I work on local news, and I mostly work in the Broward County Courthouse. Um, I'm responsible for finding stories and following up on stories and um, being there for magistrate court in the morning. And when I'm done with that, I work on the assignment desk at, at Channel 7. I've been there many years, and now I work there part-time. I've done it for a long time. And because I'm there part-time and I leave now at 1 o'clock, it gives me an opportunity to do other other projects. Wow, great, Anita. That is awesome. And how long have you been in business doing the Brown people, doing these side uh, writing contracts that you have? Officially, where I'm a, an ex. Uh oh. Uh oh, Anita, are you there? Uh, did we lose her? <laughs> um, uh, Anita, are you on mute? She may be on. She may be on mute. Oh, she no. dropped off. She's gonna have to call us back. Oh, what do you think? She'll, she'll call us right back. Yeah, she will. I think she's yeah. doing a great job, and she seems to have a lot of information to share. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can't you know, to get further go ahead. In these questions. I said I can't wait to get further into these questions with her, so hopefully she'll be able to call back. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I'm, I'm really – I'm really interested to hear her talk about, you know, Broward people and uh mm-hmm. and how she works with how she how she helps individuals and business owners tell their story. Yeah. yeah so she does a yeah, she does a good job of that. Right. At the end of the day it's helping when it comes to the business people, it's helping with that why. That why is yes. so in a business, that is why people come back to you when you have a story about a why. So for you and your business school, you would say your why was maybe that you saw a need and you're a right. business owner and you maybe saw that people were lacking. Oh, and I think I just saw her pop back in. Hi, Anita. Hi. Oh, I lost you. I lost you. Yes, okay, you're back. That's, that's great. Um, you wanted to know how long I've been in business Did did I – no, uh, we didn't. About, let me let me finish. I'll tell you what that was. My my, you know, I've been in business like two years, where I'm an S corp and I pay taxes and and all of that officially. But the plan to do this is, is old. It's about ten years old, and I wanted to write for myself. And I thought about doing a book project about people because I'd had all that news experience. My mm-hmm. fantasy was to have it as a coffee table book. Mm-hmm. And it would be a book with different stories about the people in Broward. It was going to be a place to showcase writing and photography, but mostly to showcase my ability to extract a good story. I was going to call it 256 Friends from Broward and market it as a tourist souvenir. So wow. instead of bringing your friends up, up north, some citrus group, bring them 256 new friends. And then I learned that I could do it on the Internet in the form of a of a blog or online magazine. I knew that that was the right path for me to do this as a project. And at some point, I still would like to do that coffee table book. Yeah, that that sounds, sounds like a great project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just go back for a second? Because I'm sure. in the ecosystem so much, I have a question. What in particular did you have to write about when it came to the court system? Did you only do criminal, or what did you do? Mostly criminal courts. Occasionally we do stuff that's um, civil, but mostly it's 
it's criminal court. There'll be some cases. It's just the cases on the civil side are often so complicated and so long that they don't fit into a regular news programming. Okay. And federal court and federal court, of course, has fascinating stories. We're not allowed to bring cameras into federal court, and if you have TV, you you got to have pictures. So without cameras in federal court, that we don't cover stories, very many stories there. Sometimes once in a while, but mostly we don't. All right, all right, that was great. Well, Katrina, tell us, mm-hmm. tell us about Broward people. You know your blog, Broward people. How did it evolve? Um, what is it about? Um, how do you, you know? What does it capture? Broward people is a story collection of people who live in Broward, and they are micro nonfiction stories. They fall under that category because they're less than five hundred words. So not one of those words can be wasted. Um, Every word counts, and it's the idea of telling a complete story in 500 words. And that kind of appeals to our fast food attention span. You can usually grasp somebody's attention for 500 words. After that, they may put it down and do something else. But although that's kind of a new, hip way to tell stories, it's really been around forever. You know, Aesop's fables were 500 words. So... That micro, not, that micro storytelling is not something that's brand new. Um, the shortness appeals to my nature. I like things that are minimal and simple. And these stories, I, I try to cover all 29 municipalities in Broward, although to tell you the truth, I'm a little weak in the Cooper City, Pembroke Pines, Miramar area. I need some more people from there. Um, okay, you TV in Miramar and... Miramar, Miramar and, and <laughs> Yeah, that's Shut Southwest Broward. Okay. I need some more people, ladies. I need some All more right. people. You know, that TV job has a um, has afforded me a lot of contacts uh, to include in this project. And the goal of the Broward People Project is to connect our county, to let others know, to let the people within our county know who we are, who we have living here, what sets us apart, um, think about it. We've got the snowbirds. We've got tons of temporary people that are tourists. We have transients who roll in and roll out. We have a fabulous ethnic mix here that gives us, the, the ethnic mix is what gives our place to fire. Haitian, Jamaican, Central American, Middle Eastern, Brazilian, all mixed in with people who were born and grew up here or moved here with a few natives sprinkled in. Uh, we have people here with unlimited cash. And we have others who are just squeaking by. So Broward is a a total yin-yang of everything. The Broward tagline is a story of us. Um, Who are we? What makes Broward County? You know, this place is more than a a beach and good weather. People are here for a reason. This is a great place to live. This is easy living here. And... um, Great things to do here cost very little. A walk outside in a park in February, a boat show parade for Christmas, riding a bicycle, barbecuing your food outside, a flea market. Um, you know, you can do that all here with, with low or zero cost. There are some of my people, some of my Broward people, who could only do their job here. One of them is Cindy Wong, if you read about Cindy Wong. Now, she is a Miramar woman. I got her. She is a Miramar woman. Um, she, she's a mom, and she didn't want to work nine to five anymore. She had a young son, and she wanted to be home with him. So she figured out how to do it. She became an alligator hunter, and she captures alligators in the, in the Everglades, uses the meat to make food uses the skins to either sell or make things out of. Um, she makes custom-made knives with the bones. She uses the skull for trophies. Uh, you can't do that job in many, can't do that job in many places. No, that's wow. amazing. <laughs> it's sure, an amazing it's... woman that she does that. She, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So now that she can do that, she can work on her alligators and she can work on the, you know, perfecting the skin or making the knives at home, and mom is home when her son gets there. 
Yeah. It's amazing awesome. what moms will do for their, to see their kids, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is Hasina, and I have a question for you. Okay, Hasina. How did how do you market Briar people? And how are people market, aware of your website? I market it in a few ways. Um well there's the the typical way, which is one person at a time. If I do a story about you, you will likely follow it. So you're only one person, although you may tell your friends and your family and then I'll get a few more. I also market it on Facebook and Twitter and I have somebody do that for me because I'm, I'm not as quick as they are, and I've got to be very efficient with my time because I still have another job. There's a woman named Randy Zucker who helps me with this site, and she's great at social media and anything with computers. And she does it on Twitter, and she markets it everywhere. The library also markets it for me. And um, I update it on Facebook. And um, another thing I do is the writers' groups. I do that for the library, and it's a memoir group for people who want to write memoirs. And I'm developing that into an online course, which I'm going to be working on with Randy Zucker. We're going to do memoir writing as an online course. Um, so that's that's pretty much how I market it. And it's going the next March 7th is my next library group. So. I'm hoping anybody listening would come and join us. We have fun in our Anita, Anita, for someone who may not know what what memoir writing is, can you can you explain a little bit what we are? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't hear you. For for some you know for for those who may not know what memoir writing is, oh, can you explain okay. that a little bit? Sure, sure. Thanks. Um, memoir writing is is writing stories of your life. It's different from a biography. From a biography or an autobiography, you might write in chronological order where you went to high school, where you went to college, all the details. The memoirs are just the highlights. So instead of writing everything about your high school and what you did there, you might want to tell us about the guy you went to the senior prom with and what that night was like. You want to maybe tell us about the day you got kicked out of your English class because you were laughing and, and acting like a fool in the back, you know, and story about that. So it's the highlight of your life. It's something that the people who come after you are going to want to read, are going to want to know about you. Don't you wish you had a story like that about your grandmother and your great-grandmother and knew what they were really like and what they really thought? I think we'd all like yeah. that. So, That's really interesting. I want to. Yeah. I wish I knew what my grandmother was like. I don't really know about her, other than she made us food and she loved us and all that. But I didn't know what she thought about things or what she what she was really like. So mm-hmm. let's make sure that the next generation learns that about us. And that's kind of my goal to make sure it does. So, Memoirs, writing, it's the story of you. But the highlight, just the good stuff. So how how easy is it or difficult is it for somebody to, 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 you know, to write? Because somebody may be saying or thinking, uh, you know, I'd love to write about myself, but I don't know where to start or I, I can't do that. You know, I don't have those skills. What what would you say to somebody like that? Well, I mean, you have the skills to tell your friends about it. If you've got the skills to do that, you've got the skills to write it. Think of it like maybe like a sculpture that you're going to make out of clay. You don't just make the sculpture. First you get your hunk of clay, and every day you might whittle it a little bit, and every day you might pick at it a little bit until it becomes how you want it. So it's, it's, it's a process. And it's a process that's going to take you a while to do. But it's an act of love and it's about you, so you're going to be interested in it and you're going to know all the information. You will know everything. So to write a memoir, you just figure out when you're going to do it and you start doing it. Some people are going to have to do it 5 o'clock in the morning because that's their only free time. Some people will do it 
at midnight because that's their only free time. Some people will do it in the car while they're waiting for their kids to come out of school. That's their only free time. Some people have endless amounts of free time. So whenever you can do it, if you've got a computer, if you've got a notebook that you carry around, it doesn't matter what you use. You can I like that. Too. You said it's an act of love. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I really like that. I want to ask you, what is the importance in a person telling their story? Well, the importance of it is a lot of things. It it, it makes you deal with whatever it is you want to write about. It's cathartic. It really is. It's helpful. It's It's cathartic for you to get it out. It also makes your thinking clear when you write about it. If you've got to write about it, you have to think about it in a clear way. You start to understand it better. Um, it makes you recall details. It makes you mm. think about spelling and sentence structure and expressing your thoughts clearly. Um, it's a legacy that you're going to be handing down, and that makes it important. Because only you can tell it. You're the only one that knows that story. Nobody mm. else can do it on your topic. Only you can do it. And that makes it special. You know, if you think you're not a very good writer, you need an editor, you can get an editor to do it. You can get somebody else to edit the thing, but only you have the information. Like that. Yeah, that that just made me smile. Just hearing you talk about that and the passion you have with it is it's just <laughs> awesome. It makes me want to write my memoir. Now, before we even go to the next question, I have a question that kind of overlaps that. How long sure. usually is a memoir? How long is it? Five hundred pages, a thousand pages. It can be short. It can be a hundred pages. It can be five hundred words. You can tell about one thing. Mm. It can be short. Okay. It depends. It depends what you want to do with it. Is it for your kids? Is it to add to a, a website that you have? It, it depends what you want to do with it. It can be any length you want. Now, my next question is, do you help business owners as well as individuals in the community tell their story? Well, business owners are are also Broward people, and a person's work many times is also the person who that person is. It's all one. Um, There is no separation. There's a woman that I just did a piece on. Her name's Kelly Sterling. And she's a food photographer. She spent years as a professional chef. There's no border between Kelly the chef and Kelly the woman and Kelly the photographer. That's all her. It all runs together. It all runs together. So people who are passionate about what their work is, that goes through all parts of their lives. It doesn't shut off at 5 o'clock. It's all the time. Definitely. So, yeah, like individuals that. and businesses, we have interesting people here. We have interesting businesses, people doing really interesting yeah. things here. True. Do you only work with people who live in Broward County? Well, right now I only do Broward. I've lived here a long time, and, and I, I'm part of Broward. Um, people on, on my site have to have a connection to Broward. They don't necessarily have to live here. Maybe they used to live here. Maybe they live in Miami and, and work here. Um, maybe they used to Maybe they just visit here. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're a tourist. Maybe they live here six months out of the year. So as long as they have a connection here. Um, right now I'm trying to get a hold of Diana Nyad. She's a woman who grew up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, she no longer lives here, but she's the woman that swam from Havana, Cuba to Key West in 2013. Yes, and I want her to be in here. I want her to be in this. So I wrote her an email this morning, and I'm, I'm hoping to hear from her soon and include her. Even though she doesn't live here, she grew up here. So she's got a connection. Nice. And that connection that she had is very strong because... She always thought about Cuba and how close it was, but that it was an entirely different 
culture and that she that she she was interested in Cuba because of its proximity to Broward. I wonder, have you done any snowbirds yet? Have you written for any snowbirds that come down? For snowbirds? Um, yes. Not yet, but I've got some on my list, and I'm always looking for more. Okay. That sounds good. I live in a community that has many. <laughs> and they love yeah. the swimming of people right now, and I find it so funny. <laughs> I know. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I'm going to go into that a little bit more. How would you describe your ideal customer? Well, customers, it could be a business. Um, it's people who want the county to more to know more about them. Anybody who lives here that wants other people to know who they are. I, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my people is David Frankel. Dave Frankel. And Dave Frankel is a yoga teacher. And he's also a lawyer. But I think he'd rather be just a yoga teacher. Oh, I know Dave Frankel. Yeah. I think I do. You know him? Yeah. He came to that yeah. to, see to, our, to that group we went to, Frankel. No, 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 no. That's uh, oh, okay. That's you know it. Never, never mind. No. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't and know I what I'm talking about. Dave <laughs> okay. Franco wanted to pay back veterans who had served for our country, and so what mm. he offered them was free yoga classes, and eventually he got yoga studios to donate their space so that he could teach yoga to veterans and their families. He's Where is in Broward. That started in Broward at Red Pearl, Red Pearl Yoga on uh, 20th Street off Sunrise Boulevard. Wow, I have to tell veteran family members about that. She loves yoga. See that that is great, and I love how it reached back. It reached right back into the community for other people to know more about them. So exactly. you were saying with different judges, and you might see them sitting in their chair and giving out whatever their time limits are, but we don't know much about them. So I believe what you're doing is awesome, 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 awesome. Oh, thank you. Now, Dave Franco, the yoga teacher, he's mm-hmm. now that yoga program, he's got two other partners, and he they're in 14 states and on four military bases. Oh, he's wow. He's for himself, a legacy. That's a beautiful yeah. that's a beautiful service. Yes, it's a beautiful service that he's created. Yeah. Um and and he's, they haven't done it alone, but he's the one that I know. So um, right. um he's he's also in, in my he's on my blog too. Um and other you know, I get I get people know that I'm doing this and they give me other work to do. Like um Judge Joel Lazarus. He's a Broward County judge, and he's writing a book about 12 of his well-known cases. And mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm helping him out with that. I'm the editor. And, um, you know, I edit like a surgeon. Uh, there can't be one extra word, one extra comma. Everything counts. And he knows that. And um, I've known him for years. I've known him since he was a prosecutor years ago. So we're working on that project together. And, you know, that all stems from this. Do you notice that with this this year being a year of voting, that you're getting more people that are uh, political right now? No, I haven't noticed that yet. No? Okay. No, I haven't gotten any. Huh. Mm-hmm. That, gotten that any should more. be it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll change when they hear this, right? That is so right. funny. Um, I want to ask you: Are are there any ethical concerns that um, that that the type of work that you do uh, brings up for you? I think there are. Um, The way I do it, you know, when you're when you're working in in journalism at a newspaper or TV station, it's a First Amendment right. You can do a story about anything you want. For my for my particular project, 
I have the people I write about approve what I write before I I publish it. I want them to like it, and I want them to be happy with it. And I also want them to be able to use it for whatever they want to use it for. It belongs to them. So I've kind of changed the ethics a little bit in my particular site. And my site also runs in the Sun Sentinel in the um, Hype South Florida section. Oh, all right. Um, the ethics, you know, Diana Nyad, who I mentioned that I wanted to include in this blog, I could write hers right now and I've never talked to her. There's so much information that's public information about her. I could do it yes. right now. But I don't want to do that without talking to her for a couple minutes and getting her permission to do it. Um, I mean, I just want to set up a five, ten minute phone conversation with her. And I would feel better about that since she's been, I want her on my site. So that's, I mean, as far as ethical things, that's that's the ethical thing that, that I have. Okay. You know, and, and that is that is pretty cool. And, you know, it seems like that is something that stands out about you is that you do you you do want the person or the entity, the people that you write about to own the stories. Um as they as 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 a finished product, you do want them to own it. And and it, in order for them to do it, you know, they have to um feel like they, they have a part in it, that they do have some ownership in it. And you know, you, you just I think that you just have a beautiful way of going about um connecting with people, um, getting their story from them, telling their story, uh, and then getting their permission um to approve the story once it's written. That's that's really beautiful. Yeah. Everybody in there has approved the story that's in there. There's nobody that's been blindsided or, you know, caught off guard. Everybody knows. Yes. And with other stories, you know, if, if um, you know, another news media has, you, you, you often do not get that option. Yes. So yeah. that's fine you do. Now, Katrina, I, I have a question. Before mm-hmm. we go into the commercial one of our sponsors, I was wondering if Anita could tell everybody how we can reach them in the middle because we're now in the middle of our programming. So, Anita, okay. could you tell us how to reach you the best way? The, the best way is Anita at BrowardPeople.com. I check that site all the time. It, okay. it notifies me as soon as I get, as soon as I uh, someone's looking for me, I know about it. And I'll get right back with you. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Katrina, right. are you ready? You're on the phone, you're doing phone tag. But uh, I'm just, no matter what, I'll know you're looking for me. All right. I love that. Well, been driven. <laughs> we're gonna take a we're gonna take a commercial break and um, and we'll be right back. Okay. Satori Life Skills Institute is an instructional business institute offering business development classes to aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development. We are a team of consultants that specialize in specific areas of business. We come together to provide a comprehensive package of services using a holistic approach that ensures that you receive leading-edge information in leadership, social and emotional intelligence theory, and practical application. Satori Life Skills Institute is dedicated to empowering aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. We'll help you find the answers to powerful questions. How am I conducting business? Am I living my mission statement? Am I leaving this place better than I found it because of my contribution? We offer coaching sessions, consulting, and business and personal development classes. Satari Life Skills Institute. We've developed a series of classes that provide real-world tools and strategies that yield solid business, professional, and personal results. Basic bookkeeping, what business owners need to know. Be successful. 
how to start and stay in business, how to survive in the U.S. business culture, networking to get business. We also offer free one-session workshops that provide education and resources that outline the steps that startups need for success. And then there's our Mastermind Business Group, an ongoing monthly support group that focuses on aligning goals, learning, and growth with other like-minded professionals. To learn more about our classes, visit us at satarilifeskills.com. That's satarilifeskills.com, S-A-T-A-R-I, lifeskills.com. Or call 800-590-0056, satarilifeskills.com or 800-590-0056. And join us here weekly on Positively Affirmative every Sunday at 5 p.m. Satari Life Skills Institute. Transform and grow your life and business. And we're back. Hi. It makes me miss Wanda. I know. I know. Now, Anita, I got one of those puffy questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> All right. Why do your customers select you over other competitors? Because I don't have any competitors. I'm the only one doing this. Ah. I'm in a unique about. position, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cash in on that unique position for doing Broward people. I've got all the contacts, and... There isn't anybody else doing this kind of stuff. So um, that's why they got to do me because I'm the only one doing it. <laughs> that is so <laughs> cool. You have, you've carved, you know, you, you've carved your own niche. Yes, I've carved my niche. And then I get attached yeah. to the people who are in it. I like, to, I like to keep knowing what they're doing and then follow up on them. Um, yeah. If you look on the site, you'll see a woman named Annie Oviedo. Eddie Oviedo uh, is a parking lot attendant, and um, she started losing weight, and then she started Ooh. building much. She lost over fifty pounds over a few over I think about a year. She didn't have a personal trainer. She didn't have a dietitian. She just had this inner determined, incredible determination and curiosity. She learned how to do it all on YouTube. She wow. went on YouTube and she found a, a diet on there. She went on YouTube and she found a training session, you know, a, a program and started running. And then she went on YouTube and found a way to um, to use weights and use like milk cartons with water in it with, for weights. And that woman is ripped and buffed and she did that all herself. I think it's incredible to do that. That is cool. First there was a story about her coming over here from Puerto Rico. And then how her mom was kind of mad at her because she dropped out of school. And years later she realized her mother was right. She should have never dropped out. I kept following up on her, talking to her. And Mm -hmm. then did another story on her with another picture of her where she's 50 pounds thinner. Wow. And found out that she had this incredible determination inside of her to do this. We just decided I'm not eating black beans and rice. I'm going to eat a banana and yogurt for dinner. Wow. And it tells her story. So we truly can. Right now, I don't have any competition. I hope somebody hearing this doesn't want to do it become my competition. <laughs> I don't want any competition. Right. But, you know, working in news for all these years, uh, I've collected a lot of contacts. There's a lot of people in that. Yeah, and it, it sounds like not only have you met a lot of people, but you've developed relationships with a lot of the people that you, you know, started off with just a story and you know it it you know it just developed into more you know more than that sounds like that's the plan to follow the people through different parts of their lives and update it. I want to do more on everybody right. 
I love that they all have different walks of life. So you're not just dealing with the lawyer or the judge. You're dealing with a car attendant. That says a lot about your website. So nobody should be afraid to say, oh, I have to have this great life to go on this website and have my story displayed on this website. No, it could be a regular person because, as you said, everybody has a story. Oh, everybody's got great stories. My mm-hmm. job is getting the great stories up. That's how I see what my job is really doing that. Right. Or anything else, I'll get your great story out of you because you got one. Right, and that's your ploy right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's your ploy. But I, I think right. a lot of people don't I think a lot of people don't realize that they do have you know, that they do have a great story to tell that, that people would be interested in listening to. Right. You know? Yeah. You're absolutely right. People think, Well, I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Well you don't. So you need someone who can draw it out of you. Mhm. Yeah. You I think to- I'm gonna be right my story. Anita, okay. you you got me inspired now. It, now, now I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Anita. She was okay. I'm gonna tell on you, Hasina. She Hasina was saying that Hasina was talking before we were talking before the show, and because Hasina is a writer, she writes poetry. Uh-huh. But she was like, she was like, I, I think I'm gonna tell my story. I, you know, I I think I'm gonna tell my story. <laughs> So yeah, what yeah. kind of story you got there, Athena? Oh boy, it's a long one. So that's the good thing about you of keeping it short and having it online, and only addressing the strong parts of it. Because I have a long story for my young age. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can do the highlights of it. Right. So I would very, very much be interested to see how that goes. Okay. Anita, okay. Can, can you can you give us any tips to help writers find the right angle uh, to tell their story? Sure. Um, think of the most exciting things in your life, the, the, the biggest highs, the biggest lows, the biggest dreams, the biggest wishes, and those are your stories. Pick out the most important parts. The memoir is a highlight. I, I don't do biographies because that's just too complicated. I like memoirs because they're small parts. They're small snippets of your life. Um, one tip is to have a yin-yang. If you're going to write your story, make sure that's not all you're doing. And make sure you're, you're doing something that's not on a computer so that you're not sitting all the time in one part. Maybe your thing is cooking and you like to cook and sometimes you'll be cooking because when you're cooking, you're going to be thinking about your memoir. I think if we're doing your memoir, you're going to be thinking about cooking. You've got to have a balance in there with that free time that you're going to spend on this. And don't think, oh, I should be writing, but I'm cooking instead because when you're cooking, you really are thinking about what you're doing. Um, my yin-yang is swimming. I swim. I'm on a swim team. And when I'm swimming, that clears out my mind, and then I'm ready to do this. So you, you want something that it balances you out. Um, write about things that interest you. Write about the parts of your life that you think are the most interesting and that someone that you know would like to know about. Um, have a workspace that you like. It can be anywhere, but... You know, maybe part of the kitchen table is where you like to do your work and get everything off of that kitchen table so you're just focused on what you're doing. Um, Use that special pen you got for Christmas that you like to hold. Use that notebook with a nice cover. Use use your computer if you have a computer. Um, I like to write on a small iPad. I love that thing. I stick it in my purse. I have that iPad mini, and I stick that in my purse, and I can take that thing out and use it any time. That's been the greatest thing for me rather than hauling around a laptop. I just have that with me at all times. Um, Let's see. What else could you do? A a time to write your, your, your your best thinking time. Some are people are early people. Some are late people. 
and just plop out the story the best you can do. And then you work on it later. You cut and you you um, mold it later. A writer's group is a real good way to do it. You know, there's some things that you have to watch if you're in a writer's group. Sometimes writer's groups tend attract people who just want to talk about themselves and are kind of blowhards. Um, you got to be careful of the group that you get in. But often if you do it with a couple other people, you can be a... You can be a sounding board for each other. So sometimes it's good to have that too. Um, you know, go for a long walk. Go for a, when you go for a long walk. That's when you plan out your your project. It's a good time to do it. So those and are some I, those are some tips. I oh, have another question. Sure. To big to piggyback off of that one. Now, when you write your memoir. Do you need to do it in a structural form, like how they do maybe a script of really developing your characters and, you know, having a climax and a plot and things like that? You could, but that gets overwhelming. That's an overwhelming way to do it. Probably the easiest way to do it, and I had people do this in the first group, just write down 20 highlights of your life. What were the 20 highlights of your life? Or if you don't want to do your whole life, if you just want to do your memoir on the year 2015, the 20 highlights of 2015. When you're done with all 20, see if you can't narrow it down to 15. Combine a couple of those and make it 15. Then you've got the bones of your memoir once you have those 15 things. You take one of those 15 things and maybe write a list of 10 things about that. And you've got a chapter. Then you have what's going to be one of your chapters. So if you're going to write it about, let's say, the year you got married, you might want to have one chapter about picking out the dress, how you went with your mom and your aunt and your grandmother and your sister and you tried on dresses and how there was this really ugly one that you liked and this other one that they liked and it can just be about the dress. It can be one chapter. So that's how you narrow it down. That's That's an easy way to start. It's not the only way to do it, but that's a simple way to do it. So you're saying that usually it should be about 15 to 20 chapters when you do uh, a bio or a memoir about yourself? Well, maybe you've only got 10 things that you really want to talk about. And I was just mm-hmm. giving, giving an example of 15, but maybe 15 is too many for what, what it is you want to write about. So narrow that down to 10. It could be eight. Mm. No, I think it's a great way to think about it. That's how you'll think about it and plan it out, you, depending on what you want to do. As I'm listening to you ladies talk, it, it it makes me think about when I was in, you know, being in, in school. When you when you come home, when you when you start school, come come to school from um, vacation, summer vacation, and you have to write a little essay about what I did over the summer. What I did over my summer break, that's, you know, that's what came to my mind. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's a chunk. That, that's a chunk. Okay. And and it does sound so, uh, so manageable, so much more manageable to be able to take bits and pieces of my life and kind of chunk it into a, a topic, you know, a topic area. So I, that's it's a really great idea. I like yeah, that, the Anita. Yeah, the bullet points of life, that sounds good. You should trademark that one. I like that. <laughs> it's going to make it much easier for you. So on your summer vacation, you know, you might want to talk about what your what your cabin, the cabin you stayed in was like is one little part. You might want to talk about the cute guy you met over at the lake. You might want to talk about a pair of shoes that you bought. You might want to talk Gee. about some of the food you cooked. You get about 10 things, and you got your summer vacation all there. The highlights of it. Yeah. See, I never thought about expanding it that way, but, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You could have a book just about your summer break. You could. Good one. 
you see that, the big fight you got in with your mom, what it was about? I have another question. Do you give workshops, presentations, and seminars? Well, I'm doing one at the library now, and I do that once a month. The next one's March 7th. Okay. And Where's that located? Which library oh, is the it? Library. Mm-hmm. At um, 100 South Andrews Avenue, just south okay. of Howard Boulevard and Andrews. The main library is where I am. And we do that. And um, I'm available to do those at other places. If someone wants a group and we get together six people, I'll run a group locally, for Locally, lo- locally. Sure. Locally. In Broward County. <laughs> yeah, I want right. to be the micro nonfiction queen. I want to be the, I want to be the memoir queen. So I want to get awesome. this going. And then I'll I'll do private groups for, for people. I, I learned how to do these writers groups. Um when I was in Los Angeles I took a writers group uh, workshop. It was just, you know, a couple-day thing on how to do a writer's workshop. And I mm. actually And I volunteered doing a writer's workshop for years for Gildas Club of South Florida. And some of the Gildas people have come to the writer's group in, um, at the library. I have some of them that yes. still come. Yes. And I did mm. that, learned how to do a writer's group. And um, I, like, I, like, I like doing that, so... At, at some point, I may do writers' groups at the library, but they'll be my own group. They won't be for the library. They'll be for me and charge a nominal fee for it. And if we get enough people, we could do that too. Then we can have it whenever we want. Not everybody can come to a group at one thirty in the afternoon. Some people would rather have it in the evening, mm-hmm. which is fine with me, but then I would, I would have to have it you know, not at the library. Nice. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. All right. So is there a charge for your services? Well, you know, I usually work by the hour. And because, and I usually work, and I don't charge a lot, maybe $75 an hour. And if it's a lot of hours, I kind of lump it together. And there's a flat rate just to do the Broward people, just to do the Broward people site. Um, I've learned to be very efficient and fast from working in TV for so long. That's one of the advantages. You learn how to turn things around real quick. So when I say I do it by the hour, I don't linger and drag that out for hours and hours. I turn it around quick. Okay. All right. Now, this is my last question, and I know we're wrapping up, and I asked you this midway because this is the best way to get your voice out there and have more people think and know how to get to you. So tell me again, how can our listening audience reach you? Reach me at Anita, A-N-I-T-A, at com is my... Um. Email address. My Twitter handle is at Broward People. Uh, the website is BrowardPeople.com. Okay. All Any right. Those, you can get me on, uh, on Facebook. The Broward People site is on Facebook. So I would love to hear from as many people. I'll get back with each and every one of you. Well, awesome. this will definitely be on our site. Uh, we will be connecting that, and we'll connect with you on your site so your friends can know our friends, and we can see how we can make this Valentine's Day a lovable one and have that's, more people connect. That's fabulous. All right. I'm feeling the love, ladies. I am feeling the love. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we yeah, are going to... <laughs> well, we're going to bring this um, edition of Positively Affirmative um, to a close. And, Anita, we would like to thank you so very much for joining us, and we want you to know that you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me as your guest. I oh, enjoy you. Are, <laughs> you are welcome. You're welcome. All right, everybody.
mind to do this, and and this makes this kind of validates that I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh yes. So thank you. All right, everybody, you're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day. Thank you. Oh, I will. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. We teach aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development how to create positive shifts in their work life and balance so they can become the director of their own life stories. Is your life story one you would love to see improve? Then join us here live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.